are listening to Behind the Business Powered by Social House, a live interview series for entrepreneurs and creatives hosted by Tiffany Lanier. Each month we'll interview a local entrepreneur and peel back the layers of what's behind their entrepreneurial journey, brand, and lifestyle. Our goal is to inspire, empower, and support entrepreneurs and creatives as they pursue their work. Fun fact, all episodes are recorded live in front of a studio audience right here at Social House. So if you're local to Lake Worth, Florida and surrounding areas, please be sure to join us for the first Wednesday of every month. We would love to have you. So without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome to the Behind the Business podcast powered by Social House. I'm your host, Tiffany Lanier. I'm excited to be here for our second episode of BTB. We've been loving all the positive feedback that you've had, so please keep them coming. During our last episode, we interviewed Shanna Morgan of Truth and Tools, and it was such a powerful show, so please go back and listen to it if you haven't done so already. All episodes can be found on the Social House blog at socialhouselw.com forward slash blog. We're excited to have you listen in on our conversation with Darren S. Castro. But before we get into today's episode, I have a couple of quick house announcements. So go ahead and get out your calendar. The launch of our Build Your Business workshop series begins April 17th with the Business Clarity Workshop, the seven pillars to building and growing an aligned business and brand. If you're feeling stuck anywhere along your business journey and you're unsure of your next move or what your next best move will be, this workshop is for you. You can learn more about this workshop in our whole small business workshop series on our site under events or reach out to me personally and we can chat to make sure it's a good fit for you. The next event you should have on your calendar is get a new headshot and save a life. This event is happening on April 20th hosted by Carla Korn. She's the Leukemia and Lymphoma Foundation's Woman of the Year candidate. You'll receive a headshot for your donation and it will benefit the Leukemia and Lymphomas Foundation. Next up is our Spring Makers Meet on May 4th from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. This is a pop-up shop for an eclectic set of local artisans from art to food and everything in between. This is a free event, but be sure to bring your cash because you'll want to buy everything. Trust me, we have so many amazing makers that are going to be in attendance. All right, that's it for our list of events coming up soon. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into our interview with Darren S. Castro. Our guest is the founder and lead designer at Simply Flowers Palm Beach. Darrenis Castro is a graduate of the prestigious Fashion Institute of Technology, also known as FIT in New York City. After college, she spent a few years honing in on her skills and assisting other great designers in New York and South Florida before she decided to spread her wings and open up Simply Flowers in 2006 where she would fuse together her love for the visual arts and floral design. So it's time to get behind the business with Darrenis Castro. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, welcome. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm so excited to have you here on the couch. (laughs) On the couch. Yes, in the the house. (laughs) You're in the house. So I want you to take us on a journey. 
right? What's the story? What sparked that initial, I'm going to do this. I'm going to take a leap of faith and start my business. Well, I, I, I want to say that I've always envisioned myself owning my own business, just having my own place. My mom was a business owner her entire, I mean, as far as I was alive, her entire life, right? Um, or my entire life. Um, she owned a hair salon and I mean, huge inspiration for me. She probably had up to maybe a sixth grade education level. She barely spoke English. We lived in New York at the time. And she was a hairstylist and most of our clientele were Hispanic in the Hispanic community. She was very well known, very respected, um, and very successful. And she basically started in a very small space and then eventually kept growing and growing. And it just kind of, to me, you know, the sky's the limit. And that was just... It was normal. It was so normal. <laughs> so normal. And I already knew that that was my path. Um, so it came, like you said, it was just very normal. It came out of nowhere. I worked... Should I start from the very beginning? As far as you want to take us. (laughs) I do. Yeah, take us on the journey. (laughs) Um, So I worked in New York. I went to school. I went to college in New York City. And part of my curriculum was an event design class. And I took on, it it was a group project, and I took on the floral design and decor part of the project. So I made this arrangement. I bought a bunch of books. And, you know, I got these ideas, made the centerpiece, did the presentation. Um, my professor loved it and I ate that class. <laughs> so, you know, I was like, you know what? This is easy. Um, this will be a great side hustle for me. I'm always up for that side hustle. Like where else can I bring that extra cash? <laughs> yeah. Um, and that was easy because I had some friends that felt like they needed to get married right after high school. <laughs> Bad idea. Um, <laughs> Um, and then my older sister had some friends that were also getting married. So I'm like, you know what? All these people, I've got these clients now. And some of them actually were crazy enough to hire me. So I just jumped right in. Yeah. And uh, like I said, I bought some books. Back then you did that. You didn't Google things and you didn't How interest or YouTube, you know, <laughs> tutorial it. Um, you actually had to do the work and the research. So I did that and um, made lots and lots of mistakes lots of mistakes and then at that point I realized that that was my true passion and my true love and that I had to pursue it fully and that I had to really start from the beginning and really work what's under somebody else's way and start like from the very bottom when I tell you the very bottom I started scrubbing buckets even though I had a degree in design and that was this that was a little disheartening for me but I'm so thankful for that first um floral designer that said to me, look, you have potential, you get the design and the color, you know, history in the field, but you're not there. So you're going to start at like $5 an hour (laughs) cleaning buckets and cutting flowers. And maybe eventually you get to work with flowers because flowers cost money and you're not going to waste my money. But she was tough, but it was that tough love that kind of got me through. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to prove her so bad that I could do this. It was, 
it was amazing. Like mm. she, she was a tough cookie, Italian from Long Island, and her name was Marie. <laughs> and if she ever listens to this, <laughs> love you, Marie. Love you, Marie. <laughs> um, but yeah, honestly, when I gave my notice that I was leaving, um, she, she actually cried. She's like, "You can't leave me." Because it just, like, I excelled so much under her wings. And then I moved here and worked with some amazing production, large production companies. And um, I saw the difference of, like, your small, I wouldn't say mom and pop shop. But, you know, Marie (laughs) was very intricate and took really good care of her clients. She worked one-on-one. It was a studio design, um, design studio, I should say. And, um... She was very particular and and very meticulous and took very good care, like I said, of her clients, um, listened very well to what their needs were and um, and made it happen. Where when I came here and I worked for these large companies, it was the complete opposite. It was um, just build them big, build them grand, doesn't matter, don't take notes. It's just, you know, um, it's very disorganized to me in my very chaotic um and, and there was the, the personal touch was completely gone. And I felt like when the opportunity came for me to open my business, which eventually I ended up working for managing one of the shops for this particular large company, they ended up closing that flagship and I ended up opening up my own. Um, so when it came time for me to open, I just knew that that would that had to be the difference. I had to approach my clients in a more personal way. It had to be more there had to be a little bit more love, more soul into it. It's a special day. We do the majority weddings. Um, that's the work that we normally do for the most part. And uh, it's a special day and it's a celebration and of love, if anything. So it just had to to be again more personal we only take two weddings per weekend we don't exceed any more than that um, because I'm obsessed with details and that has to come through in that certain way and again it's just they have to get me <laughs> um, not just some right. random person you know I think that's really important and you know your boundaries right of, of how you want this to be because I think like what you're saying with bigger productions Sometimes bigger companies, bigger productions will take on anything and take on a lot and it's crazy and it's chaotic and you're just, what are we even doing? Are we even leaving the kind of impact that we want to leave? So knowing that about yourself and then taking that approach, I think it's brilliant. (laughs) I think it's brilliant. So you decided to open Simply Flowers. This was in 2006? Yes. Okay. So it was a brick and mortar from the jump. So you got a place, that whole thing. So having a brick and mortar is really like a whole nother ball game um because from day one you have a good amount of overhead <laughs> before oh, yeah. you ever even have that first client yes um or customer <laughs> so let's let's talk about what that looked like very early on so um okay so I decided to open and I happen to have um very good taste <laughs> <laughs> Very expensive ties. Um, I just didn't realize it was going to cost me as much as it did. And I was fortunate to, at the time, I was married to um, someone who could sell to anyone, like anything. And he was able to get a, a ridiculously large amount of money from the bank as a loan, which later on I was like, why did we do this? But 
I overcame that. Um, <laughs> I survived. And also my mom, you know, my sister, my entire family just kind of came through and helped out. Um, because, yes, there is a huge overhead. Um, I rented a space and and actually a, a very high-end um kind of like little plaza if you will um or shopping mall and um our rent was pretty expensive but it gave me an amazing opportunity to reach really great clients Mm -hmm. and you know back then we didn't have social media and all these platforms that we have today to get ourselves out there without having to physically be there knocking on doors. Um, so that was a huge opportunity for me. So positioning. I, oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we attracted a great clientele and it did take some time to get there. So every year I was like, this is it. I'm done. Like I can't make it. Um, and then we obviously hit the recession too. Cause let's not forget that 2007, 2008, 2009, that's where it mm-hmm. ended. Um, things just went downhill. So I had to work through that as well. And I had to like reinvent the wheel and work 24 seven and just keep pushing, just keep pushing. And I just knew that one thing will lead to another. And, and I mean, that was just all part of, again, the journey and part of the, um, the hustle or the, you have to put that work up front. And I already knew that. There's one thing I already knew, and I I feel like it's in my veins, it's hard work. Like, I just knew I had good work, and I was very young, too. <laughs> Nowadays, today, I probably couldn't do it, but back then, I could. Um, and I just put in the hours and put in the work and um, cut down on the overhead. If I could meet with the client, sell the event, um, make the arrangement, deliver the arrangement, go pick it up. Like, if I could do all that... I did it, which I did for many years. And um, yeah, it worked out. But yeah, the overhead is definitely there. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, 13 years it's worked out. So I think that is amazing because not many people, yeah, go ahead and clap it up for that. (laughs) 13 years. Um, So, I mean, even going through not... A lot of people suffered, right, during the recession. Yeah. And it's very hard when people are like, well, I don't have money for this and I don't have money for that. And do I have money for flowers right now for this event, right? Definitely Um, a luxury. So do you have any advice for those looking to start their first business with a brick and mortar? Like, what would you say? Uh, I'd say um, just get smart. Um, like I said today, it's a different ball game. I think that if you you're still going to have to put in the hours, you're still going to have to get up, meet people, um, work. If it has to be twenty four seven, has to be twenty four seven. It is what it is. But also, you know, um, be yourself. And I feel like what got me through was again having that core value of I am here on a personal level, working one on one with a client. That at the time I also had a retail shop, so um, I would have constant walk-ins and you would have the 70 year old grandma with her little vase and all she wanted was three tulips and tulips reminded her of her grandchildren and yada yada so you know having that conversation taking care of that client and that client got me a mother's day arrangement for their several mother's day arrangements from her children and so forth and every year that repeat client and that repeat business kind of came around and I think again it was because of that personal touch so again it just stay true to yourself 
um, take the chance, take the leap. It's scary as hell. I'm not going to lie. Um, and, and there has to be some a cushion of money, like financial cushion. Um, just don't worry. You're going to make it. You're just going to make it. You have to repeat that. It's like a mantra. You're going <laughs> to make it. You're going to make gonna, it. You put it on the wall. You're going to make it. <laughs> exactly. On the mirror. <laughs> Everywhere. You are going to make um, it. I know. Yeah. I think we all tell ourselves that all the time. You're going to make it. You're going to make it. It's just happening. Well, you, you kind of actually stumbled into my next question because as small business owners and solopreneurs, they we usually struggle a lot with marketing and selling goods and services. So what has been either the hardest part about getting your name out there? But I already feel like I heard a little bit of that remedy in the in like your last answer. Yeah, so um, as much as I like to think I'm an introvert. I don't know. I actually legitimately love people. Like, I love to talk to people. Um, and I like to know their stories and where they have been and how the day started. And, I mean, I just gravitate towards that. And I think I have that energy, too, where I'm just very calm. It's very, you can talk to me. <laughs> you just come and talk to me about anything. Um, and so because of that, I feel like we were able to again, create sort of a network, um, it just naturally kind of happened, where people just kind of knew of me, knew my name, knew Simple Flowers, and you, you have to go there, because they'll take great care of you, and they're flexible, you can bring your own vases, and just make arrangements there for you, if you have a budget, and just very creatively, we'll turn it into something magnificent, even though you only have $25, whatever it is, <laughs> so, um, you know, that I think, over time, it took a little time, but over time, it kind of grew, and that's how we got to get our name out there. Um, it's really hard for me to network all the time, and it's very hard for me to have somebody else do it, too. I kind of a control freak in that sense. Mm -hmm. The brand is very important to me. Um, so I've let go of a lot of it, of a lot of those issues. But as far as like someone who can actually go out there and represent the brand to me, it's still like I, I still have to do it myself. <laughs> That's like me. It's yours. It's your baby. You're the like face. the face. You're the face of the brand. <laughs> I mean, you're still making connections and even what you're saying with relationship building. Because nowadays, I think people instantly go, I got to be on social media. Like I have to be on Instagram. I have to be on YouTube, Twitter, whatever it's going to be. And then we tend to forget that people still like to, you still have to build a relationship right. even on the internet, right? right? It's not just like, I'm just going to post this thing and everyone's going to care because they're not. Right. So it's about building that relationship, whether it's online or offline and building the rapport and the trust and the know and the like, and all of those things are still very necessary. Absolutely. And just one one granny at a time. One granny at a time. <laughs> well, we no longer do retail. Um, we did move to right. West Palm three years ago. And we are um, a design studio by consultations only, uh, by appointment only. And um, we only do weddings and events now. So no more grannies. Unless it's grandma coming with a bride or it's her <laughs> 70th birthday or 80th birthday. And she's throwing herself a What did party. that transition look like? So when you that decided I'm done with the retail aspect of this and I strictly want to focus that on That was another events. huge leap for me. Um, and again, another huge expense because... I like expensive things. Cannot lie. <laughs> um, <laughs> so again, we started all over again with the whole, you know, you got to get an architect. You got to get um, 
someone needs to do the build out now and there's all kinds of setbacks and more setbacks and with setbacks come money and time and and that was very hard um and I yeah and you get to deal with um it's a whole episode on the it's a men. whole other episode it's a whole that's other part episode it's part two <laughs> um but yeah it, it was hard and also it was hard for me to let go of the retail and because I was so used to the hustle and bustle like at some point we were just doing all of this um you know the holidays and all these deliveries and I had to manage all of these people where now we're concentrating 100% on events and it's a much quieter environment much more relaxed which is nice it's very nice now but like, back then I'm like what is happening <laughs> this is so quiet we're gonna end up closing this week <laughs> this is it <laughs> we are done <laughs> no one's coming <laughs> no one's calling phone's not ringing that's another thing phones rang all the time so I mean it it, it was um took some time but so what did it feel like like you were starting all over again? It like, did. Like a whole new business? It did. Mm-hmm. It did. But it, it's very rewarding to, again, work even on an even more personal level with people. And now, I mean, we are able to concentrate on larger projects. That's the goal. To do bigger and better, I would say. Not better or bigger per se, but something that has more meaning or somewhere where we work with people that or a group of people that can actually afford something that it's a lot more, we have more artistic freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, we can offer something that's a little bit more unique, um, that's not as mainstream, that, um, you know, we can actually spend some time thinking about coming up with those ideas, like really regroup ourselves and mm-hmm. and our brains can actually breathe and, and come up with things. Um, and that's been really rewarding. Yeah. Um, yeah, we can get more creative and we can really focus on the big picture now rather than being on the go yeah. all the time. So what is, and I, I feel like you're just answering my question. Nice. That's fine. What's, What's the most that? gratifying <laughs> part of your work? Honestly, I feel like, again, it's just kind of seeing your design come into life when you can visualize it in your head. And I'm not very good at articulating my design. Like, I can see it and that's all I can say sometimes to people it's like I can see it I just I can see it you got you got to trust me on this it's just I, it's gonna come alive it's gonna be alive and just having that client come through the doors and you know when they do the big reveal and they see the whole ballroom transformed into what the, they had seen in their head and they couldn't say it and I couldn't say it but I can read their minds in a way um I really can it's weird um <laughs> intuitive so sixth sense yes. <laughs> another episode um, it's another episode it's we another have a episode. lot we're going to talk about in the future <laughs> um but yeah that's the most gratifying yeah. when they're like gasp for air and just kind of like you nailed it you did it or I deliver a bridal bouquet and she's like can hold her tears back because now it becomes alive. Like this is her main accessory and she's going to hold it down the aisle. And it's exactly what she hoped for, wished for. And I meticulously put together those bouquets. If I do say so myself, mm. I put so much love into it because mm. I feel like that that's a moment for me where we just like, it's been years in the making and now we're going to wrap it up and this is our moment. Yeah. <laughs> So that's what's most gratifying. Yeah. (laughs) So who inspires you or who has been an inspiration on this journey? 
Marie. No, <laughs> Marie. Marie. Um, honestly, I have to go back to my mom. Um, mm-hmm. Even though she wasn't a floral designer, she was a hairstylist. And so she worked, you know, with coloring and haircuts and all of this hairstyles. Mm-hmm. And it's an artistic way to express yourself as well. Um, and she just took chances. I mean, nothing stopped her. She was just full force. Um, again, like ventured, failed, picked herself up again, kept going. And, and to me, that was, she's my inspiration. A hundred percent. Yeah. So you, <laughs> you know, and you have someone that's close that went through it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. And is there one thing that you can think of that you would want to say to all the entrepreneurs out there who are listening? What's like one solid piece of advice that you would give them on their journey? Um, get a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> and there it is. Get That's it. No, I would say at some point when you're ready, hire people. Like you cannot do it alone. As much as we want to think that we can, and perhaps at the beginning you will take on a lot of it on your own, you have to have, even if it's your best friend a little bit, like sometimes on a part-time basis, a couple hours a week, um, a sibling, anybody. I mean, it is, you cry a lot, you laugh a lot, and you probably lose a lot of weight <laughs> and sleep <laughs> and, and sleep and all that good it's stuff. like having a kid. Which I think we talked about last time on the podcast. It's a lot like having children. It's a whole lot. (laughs) But yeah, hire people. Um, You know, I'm not very good with numbers. I'm just going to put it out there. I'm not, it's not a lie. Mm -hmm. You know, that whole left, right brain. That's the truth. It's the truth. truth. Um, And so I have an amazing accountant and a bookkeeper who keep me you know, sane and I can just do my thing because they're like, ah, you need to like cut back on this or you need to make some more. We're doing good. Right. Numbers are great. I'm like, oh, rest. <laughs> You're like, oh, great. I'm just going to spin that then. And she's like, uh, or you can save it. You're like, well, what is save? What does that even well, Why do we need why an eye like, yeah. No, it's not grow up here. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, surround yourself with people yeah. that have your back and, um, want to work with you and have the same level of passion as you do, not more. So that kind of brings me to another question um, about hiring, right? So when you're starting out, or even if you have a small team, it's difficult to trust someone with your baby. What has been your experience as you've hired over the years? Well, lucky for me, I mean, I've been <laughs> I don't want to knock these out. Yeah. Um, I've hired some amazing people. I yeah. really have. There have been some bad apples on the way, but not so many. I mean, at some point, I had up to 30 employees working for me. And everyone's just, I feel like, because I've always led by example, always the first one in, always the last one to leave, always showing up, always caring for whomever's around me. I've never made them feel I, like they're beneath me. I mean, mm-hmm. every, we're just here as a group. This is our main focus to get this done for this particular person. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about this client. So I think because of that, everyone's just put their best foot forward and Mm -hmm. they've always worked so hard. Um, 
so it hasn't really been too hard for me to find great people. Um, as a matter of fact, like I have people like email me or call me and they're like, I, I want to get started. And I'm like, I don't have enough work for you right now because mm-hmm. I already have my people. But, you know, I, it's hard to, like you said, kind of trust someone with your baby. Um, but eventually you have to let go of that. Yeah. And you just have to if be you aware. Um, you know, I'm, I'm always step behind them because I care and because I've worked really hard and I've invested so much time and financially um, that without making them feel like micromanaging Mm -hmm. or like really looking behind their shoulders, I'm aware of like what they're doing because everything reflects on me too. Every Mm -hmm. mistake, every, uh, yeah. So yeah, mistakes can be made and people make mistakes. That's okay too. Yeah. But I mean, you need people to grow. Absolutely. You can't do do it all by yourself. Like, it's really not enough time in the day. No. Like, (laughs) really. I'm just waiting for that 48-hour day that just never happens. It just (laughs) never happens. 2400. Yeah, right? (laughs) All of the hours. 2040. All of the hours. (laughs) No, but that that is perfect. That's a perfect answer. So now we're going to jump into our fire round. So just very fast questions. Just whatever comes to mind. Okay. Thank you. Favorite flower? I don't have one. What? Sorry. I just I love <laughs> all flowers. I can't really, I can say my least favorite flower. Okay. What's your least favorite flower? I think liatris is my least favorite flower. It's purple. <laughs> like, straight, like, it's um, just like a stick that's purple and it's just okay. not. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. no movement. Just like straight up. All right. Mm. How do you say it? Liatris. Liatris. Don't name your child that. I will <laughs> like him. I will like your child if you name her Liatris. <laughs> and they're, they're like, hmm, Liatris. I mean, listen, I know my child has an addictive name too, but not Liatris. But I might, I might think about it. Um, what's been your favorite event that you've done thus far? So, um, uh, I would say about... Six years ago, we got contacted by WWD, which stands for Women's Wear Daily. And as um, Tiffany explained earlier, I went to FIT, which is a fashion school in New York City. And we actually had to, this can be a little longer than the minute you were expecting. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> longer fire. Go ahead. Okay, good. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, it's just a full circle, guys. It's important. Um, so they actually called us. They found us on Google, if you believe it. And they do their beauty summit every other year at the Breakers. And it's a three-day event. But the person who was in charge of um, the production part of it was uh, an amazing girl. Like, she's a visionary. Like, she can see design with her. Like, she's amazing. And me and her just clicked instantly and produced the most amazing events. Like it was at a at a time where people doubted me, perhaps, mm-hmm. um, or felt like I couldn't do things, and maybe I doubted myself and felt I couldn't do certain designs. Mm-hmm. She gave me the freedom to just go and the f- money, <laughs> the freedom it and the money and the budget to get it done, and and it was. It was amazing. And so we've been, we, we've done it twice for them now. And every single time, it's just kind of like, oh, my God. It's life. It's yeah. just great. 
and just coming from the fashion background and knowing that I'm doing flowers and I went to a fashion school, it's kind of all kind of so parallel yeah. to me that. So if you could do any event, would it be this one or is there something else that you just, I would love to get my hands on that? <sighs> Anything come to mind? I mean, other than like a royalty wedding, but even that it's maybe like, now I would say this is a good like I would continue to do yeah WWE. That's awesome. Cardi B okay. or Celine Dion? Cardi B girl. <laughs> I would say both, but whatever. No, I don't know. <laughs> My but, heart will go on now. Uh, see, it's because you Jade. haven't really we have to go karaoke so that you can really feel you all that Celine has notes. to offer. I can, but I can try. Okay. I can favorite business tools. Like if you have one business ties. Zip ties? Yeah, there's all the little things that you get at Home Depot. Guys, you can build a house on that, okay? <laughs> zip tie. Zip tie anything you can. You can build this whole place on zip ties, I'm sure. Huh. <laughs> now we know. Now you the know. more you know. <laughs> Are you a morning person or a night owl? I've had to become a morning person. You have children, you become a yeah, morning that's person. True. And, that's very and, true. Yeah. That's but would you or would you say naturally? What, naturally, what? I'm a, more of an eye owl. More of an eye owl. Yeah. Okay. I like picking up. And really. what's your favorite quote? Leap and the net shall appear. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then I think I added a little for something extra. And it's like, and if it doesn't, <laughs> you learn a whole lot on your way down. <laughs> and and you hope that the parachute appears? Like something. <laughs> something appears? Something catches you. Yeah. <laughs> So leap and the net will appear. And the net will appear. Mm -hmm. Or shall appear. Or shall appear. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for this is being so here. Awesome. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Behind the Business, powered by Social House. Learn more about today's guests, upcoming events, and how you can be a part of our live studio audience at socialhouselw.com. And don't forget to connect with us on Instagram and Facebook at our handle, socialhouselw. Until next time, remember, business is always better together. So get out of the house and get social. <laughs>